In this episode, I want to suggest that one of the late queen's gifts to all of us was to help us understand what it means to be an evangelist. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. We're taping this um, just about a week after the Queen, uh, Queen's funeral, Queen Elizabeth II, of course, I'm talking about, from Great Britain. Um, and I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna sort of just repeat a little bit of what I preached about this past weekend uh, in church, which did involve her. Uh, last weekend, uh, we were finishing up a three-part series about sort of the basics of what we do as Christians, which are, according to one important theologian in the 20th century, we worship, we serve the poor, and we evangelize. And so last week was about that third point of evangelism, or being evangelists, spreading God's uh, love to the world. And I had on my mind uh, Queen Elizabeth II and maybe particularly her funeral. Um, and there was a pretty big response to that sermon from people who heard it uh, for two reasons, I think. One, uh, they agreed with me that the funeral, the Queen's funeral, which I think is the most watched event in history and television, um, was an incredible evangelical moment let's call it, right? So more than four billion people watched that funeral. And as I said in my sermon, there were a couple of hundred uh, references to explicitly Christian things, uh, statements, words, uh, Jesus, Christ, uh, everlasting life, resurrection, God, in both the funeral service at Westminster Abbey and in the committal service at St. George Chapel. And yet, no, no one really mentioned this in the news, which some people, upon hearing my sermon, this is still that first kind of response I was getting, some people were kind of saddened by that. Here was this amazing event, uh, uh, clearly a Christian service, explicit Christian references, and, and it just sort of was avoided by the news media. And so they were glad, uh, some people again who reached out to me were glad that I mentioned that and lifted it up. The other reason I think people responded to the sermon was that um, when it comes to talking about evangelism, we're all, I think, a little bit unclear or uncomfortable about what are, what are we supposed to do in our highly secular culture? How do we communicate to others uh, the love of God in Christ in a way that is uh, invitational and humble and winsome and not offensive? And so again, my point in the sermon was sort of to, to look at the queen and her life as one framework or model or pattern of how we might uh, do precisely that. And when I lifted up, what I suggested um, is that she did two kind of things in her life as it relates to um, her work and her faith. Uh, as it related to her work, she did her work well, uh, faithfully, thoughtfully, consistently over seven decades. Um, and by the way, that work, I'm gonna leave a link to this. I, I, I found this article only after I preached this weekend, but it's by the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams. It's titled, Queen Elizabeth, Servant of God. And in it, he talks about how she was uh, clearly a Christian, but a quiet, gentle Christian, and how that Christian faith informed what she did as a queen, okay? 
in any case, uh, the first point, I would, back to what I was saying before, she did her work well, and then she lived out her faith. And I'll even read, actually, from this article, which, again, I did not comment on in my sermon. Um, she lived out her faith in a way that wasn't offensive. It wasn't in your face. Uh, but it was, she, she also didn't hide it, right? So here's what Rowan Williams says. Um, I watched, I, Rowan Williams, watched with admiration as she, year by year, became just that bit more explicit in her public addresses about her Christian faith, never obtrusively or aggressively, but in a way that made it absolutely clear that she knew whence she derived her vision and her strength. Okay, I'm overcomplicating this a bit, but again, point is, she did her work well and she lived her faith out well which allowed then God to use the event of her funeral as a, an opportunity for people, maybe some of whom who had never heard it before, to hear more than a little bit about the Christian faith. So my simple point then, and I'm repeating it now in this space, is that each of us can follow her lead, not by becoming a king or a queen or having a state funeral or having that kind of huge platform, but by going about in our own life, doing whatever it is that God has called you to do and doing it well, and then living out your faith in a way that is, again, you don't have to lead with it, you don't have to be offensive about it, but you can live your faith out in a way that is uh, robust and open and transparent. And I will close uh, here, as I did in that sermon, with a quote. You can find this online. We'll, we'll provide a link to this as well. Even if you don't have a hard copy of this, this is our quarterly magazine. It's the current issue called Inspire. The theme this uh, quarter is Awakening, and it, there is an online version of this. And what I'm looking at here is an interview with Arthur Brooks. I've mentioned him before. He's going to be coming to St. Philip Deacon in the middle of October, October 13th. And we did a Q&A with him for this issue. And he talks specifically about this question of how do we, as Christians, share our faith in the world today? And here's what he says. As Christians, we are obliged, privileged really, to live our faith publicly. This doesn't necessarily mean overt proselytization though, right? So it doesn't mean going around, as I said on Sunday, saying to people, can I tell you about Jesus? Instead, what he says is this, in a secular world, the best kind of evangelism is awfully, often worldly excellence, do your job well, combined with faith that we express in a relaxed, cheerful way. Just be great at your job and upright in your life and include your faith in all you do. And he says, people will find that magnetic. And as I suggested, when that happens and when God may draw people to you because of that magnetism, then it's appropriate to respond to them with their questions about what drives you, what gives your life purpose, what gives your life meaning, uh, how, what is your relationship with God like. So anyway, I thought uh, this week particularly, given the responses I got from this weekend, I would just recap some of the message I preached on Sunday here. And I'll end with a question, which is, what do you think of any of that? And how do you think about evangelism? If it's one of the things we are called to do as Christians, uh, does what I just said make sense to you? Or do you approach it in a different way? And if so, would you share that with us below? Because I'm sure others would find it very, very helpful. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.